0: Welcome to Churchrepreneurs Podcast. My name is Richard Moore. I'm your host and informant for everything church, theology, and faith-related. Churchpreneur's vision is to accelerate the church in mission, vision, and effectiveness in fulfilling the Great Commission in our communities. Churchpreneur's hopes to embolden people to fulfill the Great Commission beyond their own borders into the rest of the world within this generation. In this podcast, I talk about everything that's moving me in relation to church and theology, hopefully to empower you and your ministry, church, Bible study, theological understanding, and most importantly, your personal growth in Christ. Today, I'd like to do something a little bit different. Recently, I spoke at a young adult retreat on Hebrews 1, 1 through 4. I was hoping to actually preach on a little bit more of the first section of Hebrews there, but alas, I got bogged down in the wonderful first four verses of that book. It is really amazing. Um, and so I wanted to share that with you today. So this talk is called Jesus is something more, and it comes from Hebrews chapter one, one through four. Hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. So, uh, open your Bibles to Hebrews 1, chapter 1. As you're opening, I'll just tell you a quick story. Start us off. My daughter, Anna, like like I said, Down syndrome, loves the water. She loves just being in any kind of water. Doesn't matter what a bathtub will do. That'll be okay, you know. (laughs) Um, But any kind of water. And uh, so, we used to give her bathtubs in the morning. She was Old enough and able enough to sit in the bathtub and have fun by herself. We uh, one time closed the door, went back into bed, and we had fallen asleep. Right? She was old, like I said, old enough. We're not, we're not leaving our children alone. So. She was old enough to be by herself. But we went back into the bed, fell asleep, and we had a house guest at the time. And the house guest came and knocked on our door and said, There's something leaking downstairs. And we rushed downstairs, like, oh no, what's going on? What's going on? And we rushed into the bathroom. And Anna had turned the water on again. And the bathtub was like flowing out of the sides. She was as happy as could be. <laughs> this is great. More water. <laughs> That's what you know, more water. The more water, the better. And the water, I was like <gasps> freaking out. The water was rushing down and pouring through the floor into this, into our, um, house guests, um, room, getting his whole bed, like soaking wet. It was really bad, right? But she just wanted something more, man. She didn't, she didn't care about if the water's going over, if, if anything's going wrong, she just wanted something more. She just wanted that water, man. Doesn't matter if it's overflowing, the better, right? And that's how our daughter um, loves water. Loves water. Wants something more, and she didn't care what it took to get that something more. Turn the water, and oh, look what this does. <laughs> more water. I don't know. You may, you know, uh, you may have come to this weekend retreat wanting that something more. Maybe it's just like be the elf or something like that, right? I don't know. I don't know where you're at with the Lord right now, but we're going to find that the Lord Jesus Christ himself is something more. And this text here in Hebrews 1 is incredible. It's so packed. We're probably going to be able to get through 1 through 4, verses 1 through 4. So I've given you my outline just so you can take it home and have something more to take home. Because this is one of the most packed Sections of Scripture on who Jesus is. So let's start reading together. Hebrews one, one through four. I'm going to read that first, and let's see if we can get get take care of that section. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom we have a who he, whom He the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power, after making purification for sins he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. <clears throat> All right, let's stop there. Let me see if we can unpack this. <clears throat> and I please... If you have a thought or I, I have my stuff and I want to just give it to you because I think it's so incredible. But if you have an idea, a thought that's hitting you, please interrupt me. I want this to be a, a time when we can interact with this text and see who Jesus is. So God has offered us something more than we could ever have imagined in his son, Jesus Christ. What does something more is described in detail here? In this text, so let's have a look. First of all, in verse one, long ago, at many times in many ways, that that word, that phrase, there could also be many portions. Anybody eat a portion of cake today? Oh yeah, just what <laughs> made a few portions, right? I man, that stuff. <laughs> um you had a few portions. Now, we're talking about different portions. One had this cake, one had that cake, one had a portion, a bigger portion, one had a smaller portion, right? So in many ways or many portions, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. So these prophets, these were bits of information might've come with from this prophet and thought, what is this? This is a word from God, God's speaking to me. And he's kind of fitting together. Who likes puzzling? Anybody like puzzling? Yeah, yeah. all right, Here We got some, some thinkers, some puzzle thinkers right here. So these prophets were probably very similar to putting a puzzle together. Each one, I believe, each prophet in the old testament, you know, Moses on the way through all the minor prophets, through the through the law. Psalms, Proverbs, those writers, the the psalmist, David, was writing about Jesus a lot. He didn't know the whole picture of who Jesus would be or what he would look like, but he had a puzzle piece, right? He had a puzzle piece, and he knew that puzzle piece was looking toward the Messiah. Each one, I believe, of these prophets knew at what points they were talking about Messiah and God's son, who would come. So in many ways, many puzzle pieces, many portions God spoke to our fathers through the prophets. There's all sorts of different types of, of, of speaking in the in the scriptures, right? There's narrative, right? There's a historical. Can anybody name me a, a historical type of scripture in the Old Testament? Historical um, narrative. The poetry, no, I'm talking about what kind of Books, sorry, in the, in the Old Testament would be like considered narrative historical. Exodus. So there we go. So just some history is there, right? The history of Israel. What what uh, what about um, um, gospels? Yeah, the four gospels. That's a different style of, 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 of scripture, right there. Poetry. What's an example of a book of poetry, so Thor? Psalm. Yeah, Ecclesiastes actually that's a good one. If you want to read that and get depressed one day? Just read that one. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's all cert- certain t- types of ways that God spoke. He spoke through wisdom literature, through law, um, etc. Just like think about this. Think about in our day and age, right? There's Instagram. That's a mode of communication, right? Um, what are the what are the the advantages of Instagram? Just give me a couple of advantages. It's visual. It's visual, right? Okay. Um, one more. What What do you like about Instagram? <laughs> Seeing your friends, uh, what, what? Well, well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so what's a drawback of Instagram? Sometimes. Seeing your friends. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, maybe seeing your friends, and then maybe compare yourself, yeah. or you say, oh, I don't look like that. Or maybe you don't actually see the whole picture. You re- you see a picture, isn't that funny, but you don't see the whole picture, right? Maybe there's they're trying to show you the, the good side, right? Is this the good side? Right? Mm-hmm. The selfie side? Right? That's what we do, right? Okay, what about, what about email? It's a mode of communication, right? What's good about it? One good thing. If you've uh, used if you've used it in the last anybody use email in the last Yeah, actually, okay, good. What's a good thing about email? Convenient. Convenient, you just write a quick email. Information. It's information. It's clear. Usually. Proper. Proper. There you go. Good, good. Okay. Disadvantages. No emotions. It's hot to Yep. You can't see the emotion, maybe. Sometimes you even try to see emotion in it, and you and that can make a mistake, right? You say, ooh, they're angry. when they're just writing an email, right? You know, like, I conversations um, about emails are very bad, so it takes a lot longer time than just, like, calling. <clears> so yeah, or a text. Like, yeah. You know. It goes one email there, one email there, and again, yeah, and again. And then you're like, oh. yeah, Exactly, okay, good. Uh, WhatsApp? Convenience. Um, quick, easy, what? Cheap. Cheap. You don't have to you don't have to use an SMS exactly. <laughs> it's free. Right. Yeah. Data secure it's secure. It's secure all your it all goes to America. Someone told <laughs> me that all good. <laughs> Anyways, good. So Snapchat, advantages, disadvantages, these things are modes of communication we use. Twitter. Please, Twitter. <sighs> right? Somebody like, right? I really just use Twitter just to get Scripture to people, man. I just want—I just want people to know truth. Like that's all it's good for me, for honestly, or to get a few laughs, maybe. But you know, like um, yeah, uh, these are just modes of communication. Our communication is finite, begrenzt, right? It does—it helps us in some ways and really hurts in some ways. It's not perfect. It's finite, it's fallible, and it often is un-understandable, not understandable. You ever send a, a text to somebody, and you're like, oh, uh, could I have that back, please? <laughs> right? Heart, 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 kiss, 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 kiss. And then you send it off, and you're like, oh, grandma, um, yeah, I'm going to sit that with my girlfriend, right? Uh, or you send something, oh, love you, honey, shake Chick- and uh, it goes to your boss and you're thinking, hmm, um, could I have that one back, please? <laughs> one time, my wife sent me a communication. Um, she asked me if you could, uh, if, will you stop for grass, seeds, dirt, and maybe some furry elixir? I promise you, that was a text. That's a real-life text. I copied and pasted. I'm thinking, hmm. <laughs> you know, like, if you get the one of those texts, you think, what could this be, <laughs> right? You're like, hmm. <laughs> you don't want to call a person, right? You know, <laughs> um, What could this be, I wonder? Sometimes, I guess, the prophets, it says long ago and many times and many ways, many portions, God spoke. He sent an SMS. He said, "He think about God, the creator of the universe, trying to communicate with a finite creation. All right? Think about uh, ants on the ground, right? Omnizen. Hello down there! I mean, like, what? How could God God communicate? He communicated through prophets. In many ways and in many portions, he spoke. But check this out. But, verse 2, look at verse 2. But now, in these last days, He has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. God didn't have to speak to the prophets. He didn't have to speak to the prophets. But now there is something better. But he did. So first of all, God did speak. He gave us this thing, right? Up to... Here, right? This is a lot of stuff up to here. He spoke. He didn't have to do that, but he did it. And now, something better has come. Something better. Something more. And God spoke to us personally through his son, Jesus Christ. The apostles and prophets were the writers of God's word, Uh, But Jesus is God's word himself. So I want to encourage you guys. When you look at this, when you look at this daily, you are looking in the face of Jesus Christ, the son of God, the ruler of the world, sitting in the throne of heaven. When you look at this, you are looking at the word. And he is the word. He is the word. He's better because he's the son of God. This means that he is God. And then it says, through whom he created all things. This is important because there was an early, early Christian heresy. Anybody know what heresy is? Um, The stuff that people said about God that wasn't true. There was an early Christian heresy that said that Jesus was only Became God. He was adopted as God's son. It's called adoptionism. Sorry, crazy. I'm, I'm sort of become a theologian in the last several years, but this is a really bad heresy. Jesus was eternally God, and it's proven here because he was there at the beginning. Jesus Christ Himself was at the beginning creating. Everything we see, we saw it today. Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, night after night, they pour forth speech. There is no language or speech where their words are not heard. Jesus, the living word of God, the Logos, was there doing it. He did it. Through him, he created all things, it says. He didn't become the son of God as he became a man. He was the son of God. He existed before all things. This is the something more Jesus that we sometimes don't often look at, right? He didn't just become Jesus. And and all the pictures we had of Jesus here, you know, kind of the pie in the sky, Oh, you know, he didn't just become Jesus like that, because we painted pictures of him or something, he already was the son of the living God, because he is God. All right, moving on. He is the radiance, verse 3. <clears throat> he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. Okay? Okay? He upholds the universe by the word of his power. After This is a long verse, so we're going to unpack this, okay? After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. First of all, he's the radiance. I got a few notes there. Have a look. The vividly bright and shining, emitting, or transmitting glory of God. He is the radiance of God, of the glory of God. This is crazy. The sun transmits the glory of God like the rays of the sun transmit its brilliance. Right? What would have happened if you were looking at the sun? Anybody know? Blind. Go blind after a little while, right? Has anybody ever seen, the uh, been able to look through, the, look through a... Um, uh, what is it called when the moon moves in front? Eclipse. Uh, eclipse. Anybody ever look, been able to look at an eclipse before? Yeah. You have to look at it through these a little hole in a paper. You ever done it before? It's crazy, right? The thing is so powerful that you couldn't even look at it through a teeny tiny hole in it with the moon in front of it. <laughs> this thing. And that's just the rays of the thing. That's not the thing itself. Think about that. Jesus had to clothe himself in humanity to even be able to have a look at it. He is the radiance. When we look at Jesus Christ, we are looking at the radiance of God's glory. Now we say that that might actually kind of confuse a little bit because that might put Jesus on a pedestal. You know? Like he's not this, he's a he was a not a good looking guy, <laughs> probably. And when he died on the cross, he was beaten beyond recognition. <clears throat> so this is crazy. He is the radiance of the glory of God. His nature in himself, here's what it says, then moving forward, is the exact imprint of God's nature. I need a few helpers here. Someone help me. I need three, at least three helpers. Five in the One, two, and with paper. You all have paper in your hand. I need a third with paper. Yeah, everybody bring your paper. Thank you, come on. All right, so I need something as well, to kind of have it against, so hold against something, right? So little plug. Yeah, there we go. Martin Luther. You can hold against Martin Luther. Perfect. Stand right over here, guys. Good. So, <clears throat> what I've got here. <laughs> yeah. Anybody ever seen one of these things before? Pretty cool, huh? All right. So, I'm just going to try it on here and see. All right. I'll oh, turn it over on the back. All right. I love doesn't have much ink in it, but that's hefty right there, isn't it? Like, All right. So, we're going to use this one instead because it doesn't have much ink in it. This is my address, right? It sort of represents me, um, but it's not me, of course. So this, lim- this is a limited illustration, right? So don't take this all for face value. But, so I'm gonna take this. This is a print, hold that up there, hold it up like so in front of you, right? So they can see it. You can you do that? When I kind of do it on your chest, right? This is my address. This is the exact representation of me. Oh. Okay, all right, one, ready? Ready? Pretty good. They're are they looking the same, they're, they're looking about the same, you know? Yep. Trying to make them as close to the same as possible. Oh, well, that one's a little lighter. But anyways, hold them up there. Let's, got one on your forehead. No, <laughs> no Steve, you don't want my address on there. <laughs> all right, so, these are looking the same, right? At least, the, take the illustration for it. It's the same information, right? It doesn't look the exact same, but these are the exact imprints. Same information. Jesus is the exact imprint of the nature of God. When you're looking at Jesus Christ, you're looking at God. Now, Jesus, of course, on this earth, he limited himself in his earthly body. Right? these imprints we're, we're going to see in Jesus, uh, Jesus wasn't everywhere at one time, right? There's a thing called omnipresence. God is all getting beatish, right? But Jesus was not, of course, yeah? He couldn't, he was a man. So he limited himself, put himself into a, a, a thing like this, which is a representation of me, but it's not me, so this again, this is limited, right? <laughs> but he put himself into this human form. Thank you guys, very good. You may have a seat. We have, uh, when we were married, this is another kind of little cool look at the imprint. And this then leads to an awesome German word that there's no good word for it in English. Anybody see what this is here? This is our wedding invitation. You see what that is? You see what that is? All right, this is a prägung, Interesting, right? That's where that word Tregung comes from. When the kings would put their seal, Tregung, into the hot wax, we did this. We poured hot wax onto all 250 of our wedding invitations. <laughs> and then put this thing into <laughs> It was quite a process, okay? And it holds the letter together, so when they open it, they know that they've been the first one to open it. That's what the king did in those days. He knew, the person who received the letter then, knew that they had not had the letter tampered with. It was, they were the first one to open it from the king's hand, right? This is Jesus' He is the exact imprint of the king's seal in heaven. Everything you see in him, and luckily not for us, and more, Richard Moore, and Simone, yeah? They knew that it was coming from us, yeah? And that that was our seal together. This represents us. I'm not candle wax, okay? But... You get the idea. Jesus is the exact imprint of the glory of God. He is the brightness, the radiance of God pouring out from heaven to you and to me. And he's the creator. And then he upholds it by the power of his word. He upholds this world, and think about this for a moment. He's upholding the universe in the palm of his hand, the Bible says in the the Psalms. He's upholding the world by the power of his word, and what's that word? I imagine it's exist, 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 and we exist. Mind blown emoji, right? We exist by the power of his word. He speaks it and we exist. We exist. This is wild. He has made it. Oh, let's move on to the second part of that that verse. He has made purification for our sins. Sorry, I have to kind of go back and forth on the page. But if you go back to um, verse 3 there, it says, upholds the universe by the word of his power. And then it says, after making purification for sins. He has made purification. Not like... It's a continual thing. He has made it once and for all. Your sins, everybody look at me. Look up from your paper one minute. If you have trusted in Jesus Christ today, he has made purification, forgiveness of your sins past, present, and future. You are forgiven and clean in Jesus Christ. He has made purification for sins. He's not going to do it again, because it's done. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are clean. Now, who in the room feels clean? <laughs> this is the challenge. You are clean and purified in Jesus Christ. But we don't feel that way. Romans 8 says, There is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. Kai or tired. but we don't feel that way, right? We don't feel that way. He has made purification. There's this cool Greek word um, for this word purge. He took, this is a really interesting word. Sorry, I'm doing the theological thing. He took, purged our sin from us. Um, It's this word catharsismo. Anybody have any idea what that might mean? Where we get the word catharsis? Anybody ever heard that word before in English? It's like an emotional purge. Like when you go to a movie, anybody gone to the movies recently? It's a chick flick or a, a crier or something like that. You cry and you have this emotional outlet. Anybody had that lately? You're all laughing at me like, I'm the only one. Am I the only one? Yeah. He's a, yeah, you're the only one. <laughs> I grew up on chick I love Jane Austen. I like crying with my Jane Austen movies with my wife. Yeah, Um, (laughs) you know, I love the part in that Jane Austen movies where the dad gives the daughter away. Man, that just (laughs) right. It's cathartic. It's this catharsis. It's this emotional like out outlet. Um, You've never had that before. I'm sure I'm the only one but it's this cathartic moment where you, where you finally can let yourself go. The emotions come out and you're finally rid of them, right? Or maybe there's these moments in your life where you're like deep, 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 you know, and then big cry and big outlet and big drama, and then feel better, right? Right, that's a cathartic moment. Catharsis is the word. It means purging. And Jesus did that. That moment where you're free from everything that held you down. You know that roller coaster where you're going down, 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 down. And you feel like depressed and everything's terrible. The whole world is terrible. And then you have that release. Like the weights came off of you. Anybody felt like, super like, like, like they weigh like 500 pounds, right? You feel this huge and heavy weight on your shoulders and then finally something happens and you're emotionally released from it. That's the purging. That's the word that's used here, catharsismo. You are freed from it. Like this huge weight has come off of you. You've been purged from your sins, there's this movie, anybody's, anybody's seen or heard about this movie called The Purge? Yeah, oh, you guys <laughs> love it, I knew, I knew it, I knew it. The Purge, and what happens in The Purge? Someone tell me what happens in The Purge. Uh, there's a system where uh, we have one night in a year, and all uh laws are, you some they're the abolished. Yeah. a Yeah, you're allowed to do anything. Everyone or, uh, sees everything from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Overnight, right? And so, the cleaning exactly so the cleaning the purge we're getting rid of everything bad sorry it's a bad example but and they do the movie they kill people they're trying to kill people it's kind of crazy right they're trying to get rid of all the awesome terrible stuff in their culture right that's what happens here jesus is the purge He has made cleansing, cleaning. They're trying to clean all the riffraff and ugly stuff out of their culture, meaning killing people, right? That's terrible. As terrible as it is, it's terrible. But Jesus purges us of all uncleanness. He cleanses the house, top to bottom. If you have trusted in Jesus Christ, your sins are past present and future and future forgiven, and clean. He came in from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. and purged the whole house. Bad analogy, sort of. Okay, so follow me, right? He's not killing people. He's killing sin. He's killing sin. And he did it. With the carthismo, catharsis. And then, after making purification for your sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Can anybody tell me what that imagery is? Why he says sitting down at the right hand of God in heaven? I mean, he's physically there. He's there at the right hand of God, at the throne. Why is it the right hand and not the left hand? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The right hand of the king is always the place of power. He has the ability to do anything the king, so in, in kingly history, right, when kings had someone at their right hand, they would have all the authority and the power to do anything that the king had told them to do. Jesus sits at the right hand of authority and power of God in heaven. And then it says in verse 4 having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Um, has has that, anybody seen an angel lately? All right. Oh, yeah. Right. I don't know, that's one yeah, yeah, you got a <laughs> <bowl. Yeah, that's laughs> <one. laughs> You guys too, right? <laughs> Just left, like he's That's right. This. That's right. Our angels left. Our minds are home too. The angels are these glorious beings. If you ever want to look at one of the, what these angels are like, look at the Book of Revelation. Often, bottom. Seven eyes, seven wings. Incredible in majesty. They're standing before the throne of God, saying, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was, and is, and is to come." These are these incredible beings. If you saw an angel, believe you me, you'd be flat on your face. That's the only reaction in all of scripture for people seeing an angel face to face. And they always say, don't worship me. Don't be afraid. (laughs) I'm just bringing a message. I'm just the messenger. Don't hate the messenger, right? And these guys are inferior to Jesus Christ. It says it. It says, he became superior to the angels. And as a result of his effectual work on the cross, he has inherited a name that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess Jesus is Lord. Every single person who's ever lived will one day either voluntarily or involuntarily confess that Jesus is Lord. And my hope for you guys all is that for every day of your life, from this point on, that every morning you will wake up And bow the knee to Jesus and say, you are Lord. Because there's a time. There will be a time when people will be forced to bow the knee to Jesus. And that will be a sad day for some. So how can we apply all this? This is like, this is four verses, right? This is four verses here. How can we apply this? Let's get into some application and then we'll just move on. And I want to give you guys some time to pray and think tonight. And maybe just some free space to see where you're at, to, to do business with God. As we say, do business with God. In Hebrews 12, verse 2, it says this let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfector of our faith. Says it like this: Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's an interesting thing, right? Hmm. The writer of the Hebrews brings it back up again: He sat down at the right hand of God. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfector of our faith. So, let me let you notice one thing. He, Jesus is the author. Right? He's the author. He's written the book of your life in your faith journey. He wrote it. And he's the perfector. He perfects it. He makes it perfect. So he's wrote the book of your, your faith journey Is writing the book of your faith journey and has perfected it. Well, what do we do? If he's right written the book and perfected it, and it's a perfect novel, anybody like reading novels? (laughs) If it's a perfect novel, what do I have to do? Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. And how do we do that? I said it a little bit before. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. When we look at this word, we are looking at the face of Jesus Christ. When we put our head into it and look at it and read it and eat it. Not eat it, but... Right? and meditieren and nachdenken und auswendig lernen. We are putting, our fixing our eyes on Jesus. So I want to give you some practical advice. I, I got it all written down here. Make meditation on the work of Jesus Christ a pattern of your life. What is the work of Jesus Christ on the cross? What did He do? Just just a few words. What did what did Jesus do on the cross for you and for me? Yeah. But in that death, what did He do? What was that? What Save. did that be? Saved Just just a few words. Ideas. Took away our sin. Took away our sin. Paid. Paid. Give me a chance to meet God. Give me a chance to meet God. Come on, over here. Guys, what did he do for us when he died? In that death, what did he do? And he separated himself from God from God. For me. Give us Redemption. Redemption. Bought us back out of slavery. Yep. Just quick ideas. What did he do? We are born again. Born again. Exactly. John 3 we looked at it yesterday. What else did he do? Overcame death. Overcame. Forgiveness. He overcame. overcame. Just quick words, ideas, come on. Deutsch I'll... Throw There's a lot more. That's why. Today. No, that's no, right. Our illnesses, our shame. Took so, away our shame. What are we now? Sons, daughters. Yeah, what? Yeah. Children of God. Children of God. He made children of God. What else? See, this is why we need to oh. meditate on this. Keep bringing it back up. What is the work of Jesus Christ? You can't exhaust this subject. I've been a Christian for 35 years, been in ministry, youth ministry, missionary service, pastoral service for 25 years, and I have yet to exhaust or run out of the ideas of what Jesus has done for me on the cross. That's why we need to meditate on it. Think about it. What has Jesus done for me? List it out. Who am I in Jesus Christ? Jesse's a good one. To, to, if you want to know what who you are in Jesus Christ, go see Jesse. Then uh, fix your calendar, your pocketbook, your thoughts, your actions, and your rhythms of life to Jesus Christ. fix your, not just your thoughts, your calendar has to be wrapped around Jesus Christ. Your pocketbook, what you spend, your thoughts, your actions, and your rhythms, the rhythms of life. Listen to the word of God. Look, everyone has a device. You have three on your WhatsApp if you are on your uh U you version if you want to have it you can listen to three different versions of the Bible. You can easily read through the Bible in a year just by listening to it. Anybody ride public transportation for more than 10 minutes a day more than no yeah. here okay look that's 10 minutes a day you have the Bible in your ears easy you can let Jesus Christ speak to you through your cup That's crazy, right? Worship music. Fix your thoughts on it. Be sure to know that he is the perfecter of your story. He does that work of perfecting your salvation with your cooperation in the process. Then my last question is of applications. What distracts you? from fixing your eyes on Jesus. What distracts us? Why is, when you go, hopefully you go home from here, you say, man, I'm so refreshed in the Lord. I'm I'm refreshed in his word. Why is this better than that? Why is this different? Why do you feel closer to God here than you do in your altars? What distracts you from fixing your eyes on Jesus? So I want to take some time, just give you a moment. I have a um is this on I have a song that is actually called Fix Your Eyes, I think. <coughs> I'd like to give you a moment. You're welcome to keep the Bible open. You're welcome to just, I just want you to think and, and, and see, Lord, what What do I need to fix my eyes on you? Show me how to do that. Just take some time and give the Lord your full attention. I think this song is called Fix Your Eyes. Pray with me. Yes, my Lord Jesus. Here we stand. We want to fix our eyes on you not looking to the left or the right, not looking at our, at our social medias or, or looking to our friends or looking to our jobs or our ausbildung. We're looking to you, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Dear Jesus, we want to make little decisions in our everyday life to fix our eyes. The little decisions to get up earlier to look at your word more. We wanna wanna pray while we're underway on the train. We wanna wanna love our neighbors. We wanna love our housemates. We wanna love our classmates. We wanna love our, our coworkers and colleagues. We wanna preach your gospel. We wanna know what you've done for us on the cross. So help us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author, the beginner, the starter of our faith, and the perfecter, the one who perfects everything that we do. And the only way we can do that is fixing our eyes on you. And we stand here as a collective, as a group of people who say, we want to fix our eyes on you, the author and perfect. Thanks for listening to the Churchpreneur's Podcast. You can find out more information at my website at www.richardpmore.net. And I also blog at www.richardpmore.blogspot.com. You're welcome to follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at richardpmore23. You can also email us at Churchpreneurs at gmail.com that's c-h-u-r-c-h-e-p-r-e-n-e-u-r-s at gmail.com i'd love to hear from you if you have any ideas for a podcast or any comments or questions please reach out to me on one of those platforms god bless you until next time take care